I am actually going to look at that. <laughs> Welcome back to Team Cockroach, your podcast about the good place. Let me introduce my usual co-conspirators. Javier Matusevich, hello. Hello, Andrew. Hello, guys. Rachel Adelman, hello. Hi, everyone. And Sarah Gardner, hi as well. Hi. Hello. Alrighty, so we are going through episode 10, which is called Rhonda, Diana, Jake, and Trent. And our recapper this week is Rachel. So take it away, Rachel. Okay, so we join our friends on the train to the bad place headquarters. And Michael's explaining to them how they will need to get to the judge. There's a neutral zone where the judge is that only has him, the accounting department, the Janet warehouse, and an IHOP, which is an interdimensional hole of pancakes. The portal to get to the judge can only be used by people wearing the thumbs down pin reserved for upper management of the demons, so Michael's going to have to get four more. Janet doesn't need a pin because she's a carry-on. Janet gives our friends their disguises so that they can blend in with the demons. Jason says he thinks a Molotov cocktail would be a better solution. Just light it, run into the portal, and then there they go. So our friends pick out new names. Eleanor becomes Diana Tremaine, which was her fake ID in high school. Tahani becomes Rhonda Mumps, who works in the hot dog department of the torturing. Chidi doesn't want to pick a name because he's going to have to lie. Yeah, so it's funny. They all have such great outfits, right? We haven't really seen them in different outfits before now. But now the, the guys get suits and the women get these, you know, pretty nice dresses. It's just funny seeing them sort of looking totally different than they have for the basically the entire series. Eleanor gets glasses. They get yeah. some different hairstyles. Chidi doesn't want to lie, so he and Eleanor have a little heart-to-heart, and Eleanor tries to convince him that sometimes lying can be awesome. Chidi's worried about losing points since they're going to have to go in front of the judge, and he believes Kant's theory that lying is always wrong, and he doesn't want to lie about who he is. Jason gets into his suit. He hates his suit. It reminds him of court. <laughs> and last time he was in court, he got convicted right away, so he doesn't want to think about court. Michael and Tahani pull Janet aside and remind her that even though she looks like bad Janet, she also needs to act like bad Janet. And Janet's not very good at being bad Janet. Anytime anyone asks her for anything, she gives it to them right away and doesn't do the bad Janet sassiness. They get to the bad place, and we see a bad place train station. Everyone kind of looks like they're from the 40s or the 50s, and... Michael takes our friends to the Museum of Human Misery in the room of the Hall of Low-Grade Crappiness, where no one ever goes. Did you see in the train station the poster on the wall? What was it? Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Cross Nest or something who gives a crap (laughs) now playing everywhere forever. (laughs) Yep. Oh, how did I miss that? There were lots of good signs in this episode, I noticed. Right in the... The other thing I, I noticed was in the over the um, the loudspeaker announcements. Did you catch what what those were? Passengers all suck and are ugly. Yeah, right, right. the trains are delayed by three hours, <laughs> like always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're standing in the hall of low grade crappiness, and Michael goes to leave, and Eleanor tells him to be careful. Oh uh, yeah. He's he's like, "Are you concerned about me?" And she goes, "No, I'm concerned about me. I need you to work out the plan." But really, she's concerned. She cares about Michael. 
and he goes off to find Sean. And soon after that, we see a waiter and a bad Janet come into the hall of low-grade crappiness and start setting up for a party. That's no good. <laughs> the hall of low-grade crappiness, I think this is, was this where they started to see look at the little plaques for what yep. the people were tortured for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first woman to floss in an open floor plan office. First man to send uninvited pictures of his genitals. Hmm. Then we see Michael in Sean's office, and he gives him the extradition paperwork that he's filled out so that they can get the humans back from Mindy St. Clair's. He tells Sean he wants four more pins so he can take his best coworkers with him to the judge and they can file the paperwork right away. Sean says, oh, don't worry about that. He has a plan to get a back from Mindy's that doesn't involve extradition. We go go back to the party, and our friends split up to try to blend in better. Tahani and Eleanor go off one way, and Chidi and Jason go off another. And we meet a man named Chet. He's a torturer in the, torturer in the Department of Toxic Masculinity, who thinks Chidi is his former co-worker Trent, who was a torture legend. And Chet's friend has a guy he can't figure out how to torture, and they want Trent's advice. As this is going on, Janet's walking around the party, trying to be bad and failing, and Tahani is fitting right in as her character, Rhonda. Uh, We then see Michael and Sean go into almost looks like a situation room, boardroom of a bunch of torturers, and Sean tells them that he's sent a black ops group to Mindy's to get the humans back. I love how this was another another one of their little parody uh, moments that the Good Place has. That this was the parody of you know the the president and his council in the you know and his generals in the Situation Room and they're listening over the wire to the the you know the commandos on this mission and you know this was their version of that. And the one of the demons mentions that they want to get this done so they get can go down to the party, which we find out is to immortalize Michael's neighborhood for all of its successes. Because he's a 40-year-old white man and can only fail up. (laughs) Yes, yes, Sean is, yeah. We go back to the party where um, Chidi and Eleanor are having another talk. Eleanor brings up the philosopher Jonathan Dancy and the theory of moral particularism where she says actions can be good or bad based on the particular ch- situation. And at this moment, it can be fine for Chidi to lie because it will be good. And she gives a couple examples, and Chidi is shocked that Eleanor actually read philosophy on her own. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did think that it was interesting that, you know, they're talking about different philosopher ideas, but more importantly, I think Chidi brings up this idea that I could be helping to torture someone, which seems like a more yeah. interesting and more useful, more realistic argument than just, well, this is something against something that I read in a book. Like, you could be helping, you know, hurt someone, which seems like something that a judge would be more interested in than than exact philosophical arguments. Uh, we see Chet come over and he flirts with Eleanor a little bit before the, he walks away. And then back in the situation room... Bad Janet activates her walkie-talkie protocol, and we hear the team invading Mindy's house. Uh, They interrupt Mindy and Derek having some fun fun times, (laughs) Um, and the demons report back to Sean that the humans are not there, just Mindy and an unknown male with a genital deformity. (laughs) We hear, I'm Derek! (laughs) 
Sean turns around and Michael's chair is empty. It's empty, yep. It looked like, almost like it was still spinning, like one of those, like he had just run away. Right, right. <laughs> Michael's booking it down the hallway with a pile of suit jackets in his hands. Chidi goes back over to Chet the demon to talk to him about the guy they can't figure out how to torture and suggests torturing him with books. He has a bit of trouble convincing the guys to go along with this, but then he gives them a ball tap and the de- demons <laughs> agree to try. <laughs> Janet comes up and tells them, we need to get out of here, because she's looked behind the curtain and sees what's about to be revealed. So the exhibit is revealed, which are uh, animatronics of our four friends from Michael's neighborhood, and the welcome, everything is fine sign behind them. And they say, you know, we can't have the four humans here because they're out being tortured, but we thought we'd have the next best thing, so... The animatronics introduce themselves and give uh, quotes that are sound like things our friends would say. Michael comes up and finds them. They need to go. He has the pins. We need to get to the portal. And right around this time, Chet recognizes Trent as Cheaty, and the demons try to get the humans. And Jason grabs his uh, handkerchief out of his suit pocket, makes them all a tough cocktail, and this allows our friends to escape. Yeah, you wouldn't think that fire would be much of an impediment to demons, but I suppose in this case it was. <laughs> I guess it was. It worked. All, all of Jason's talks about the Molotov cocktail earlier really paid off. We get to the portal, and Michael hands out the pins, but he's short one. He doesn't have one for Eleanor. He sends uh, Tahani, Jason, and Chidi through the portal, they hear Sean's coming. Janet's not with them. I think they lost her at the party. And Michael stops and says, I think I've solved the trolley problem. And Eleanor kind of looks at him and says, you know, you have to choose between do you kill this group of people or that group of people. And Michael says, well, sometimes it's not choosing which of the people you're going to kill, but it's sacrificing yourself. He takes off his pin, puts it onto Eleanor. She tries to stop him, but he pushes her through the portal, turns around, Sean's there, and Michael just looks at him and says, hey boss, what's up? <laughs> I like that even when they were running away from the demons, Chidi was worried about the words he had to use to convince the other demon about his torture ways. He had to say chick, which he doesn't like. Yeah, one thing I, I didn't mention, we could... All of our friends could swear this week. It was nice. They were all relieved that they can yeah. swear in the bad place now that they're no longer in their neighborhood. But only network-appropriate swears. <laughs> True. Hmm. Well, I mean, they've, they've already given a couple of d- different swears that I, would, I didn't think were actually legal on, on networks at this point. And I know that Sean had swore, sworn, sworn last week. And I think that was kind of a, a harbinger of, of the, that, they would, this, that would happen this week. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other stuff too. I mean, we, we can kind of go back through with some of the details. Oh, do, does anyone remember what the animatronic people actually said? Does anybody have those quotes? Because those were really funny. Jason was simple. It's like, I'm Jason, duh. <laughs> yeah, the honey had enough jealousy to power Elon Musk's underwater mansion where she had been to, and it was remarkable. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so, and- yeah. That that part was great because Tahani commented on it. She goes, I have been there and it was remarkable. <laughs> and then a second later, the Tahani animatronic <laughs> yeah. says, so it was remarkable. 
I, what I remember about uh, Chidis is what, that his his stomach hurt from all the decision making. <laughs> he, he was maybe Chidi and Agonia, and maybe he wasn't. He wasn't sure. And Eleanor's thing was she was empty inside. Mm-hmm. And everyone was pretty much yeah yeah you know that makes sense that that, that that's us. <laughs> Jason thought it was awesome. Was, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, talking a little bit last time around about how they would portray the bad place with, you know, relatively limited budget of, of the show. And I think, I think kind of all of the ideas that we were thinking about, they did in one way or another. Like I think Rachel, was it you the one who said that they would go back to the office or was that Sarah? Yeah. I think I'm, I think I mentioned that maybe they'd go back there. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they technically were in the bad place this time, but they were in the bad place headquarters and i guess i was thinking they were going to be like in one of the have to go through one of the torture zones to get there right they didn't right. really have to do that well for the train ride the train ride was going through sort of nothing which was actually a neat yeah. little mm-hmm. effect for for what it was like that showed them kind of all dark and everything that was kind of cool but then then most of the scenes were in this uh this museum that they were in, which mm-hmm. was sort of, it wasn't really, you know, their version of anything. It was actually a real place. And we were, we were seeing the real, uh, the real way that it looked, but it was something completely different. It wasn't really the bad place. It was sort of a place in the bad place, I guess. With a gift shop. Yes. Cause, cause you know, this is how Jason, yes. of course it has a gift shop, but it was sort of interesting. Yeah. They, it's, you know, they could just make a regular set. And of course they had so much fun with all the different, the different exhibits in here. And I think there were a couple mm-hmm. more that we didn't quite catch. Let me see if I have notes on this. Oh, the first first person to say, well, actually, to a woman. <laughs> first person to say, I need a vacation from my vacation. The first white guy to grow dreadlocks and <laughs> use the word ultimate to refer to ultimate frisbee. <laughs> I really liked with uh, with good Janet trying to be bad Janet. Well, there were a couple of scenes of, of all the characters trying to be, you know, bad people or to, to show that they could fit in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Good Janet did eventually wind up being able to insult everyone, but it was always kind of, you know, you could see that she was kind of struggling with it, but she did manage yeah. to insult people. I thought that was, that was pretty good progress for her. And Tahani had no problem at all. She <laughs> just went right into it with her American accent. American and, and accent, right. NASCAR ketchup. And she, she was working in the factory, stuffing hot dogs into people and and down their throats, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> she was even name-dropping in the bad place, though. Eleanor was really the only one that didn't... Did we see a scene of Eleanor, like, trying to converse with anybody from the bad place without Tahani? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. She didn't really have to do too much like the other ones. Of course, Jason can fit in just about anywhere. <laughs> There was one scene where, well, when Chidi was talking with Eleanor about, you know, how he was going to lie, how, how they were going to get him through this particular scenario, Chidi said something like, Jason is stalling by listing something. And I can't remember. I, I didn't hear what he said. Being his normal crazy self. But even Chidi at the end, well, actually, there are a couple of bits where Chidi was like, people were asking him things and he, he was replying with a question to make it sound like he had answered it, but wasn't actually lying. I thought that was actually kind of kind of clever, what he did a couple of times. You know, are you so and so, and who else would I be? He says at one point. Yeah. I was like, you know, hey, that's pretty clever. And then he he goes ahead and you know has to answer that guy about torturing. And again, I think he did really well with it. Actually, he didn't really lie all that much, and he 
made it, like that person, the person who's getting tortured, they might actually really hate books, in which case it really is kind of torture. But I guess he did the best that he could to not hurt that person while still getting through the situation by, by saying, no, give them books. Wouldn't he have had to lie at some point within all the reboots? Like, wouldn't it have been a problem before now? Well, he, he wouldn't remember it if it was. I guess that's true. Well, they all had to lie to the demons, right? Or was that just to Vicky? I think they just had to behave like they didn't know. So oh, yeah. I could see how you don't have to really lie, more like omit something. What was also curious to me, I, I think, Rachel, you mentioned this, that he said at one point, I don't want to lie because that will decrease my points with the judge. But that's also kind of a philosophical thing, right? Like, do you, are you a good person because of the consequences of being a good or a bad person? Or are you a good person because you want to just be good for the sake of being good and doing the right thing? It's kind of interesting that the show hasn't really addressed that quite so much yet. I guess they did. They, they haven't, maybe in the first season, they addressed it a little bit. But it seems sort of like Chidi is kind of saying, well, no, I only want to be good because I don't want the bad things to happen to me, which is not really philosophically sound. So I, I guess we'll get to see the judge next week? Hmm. I don't know. Or the IHOP. Who knows? <laughs> oh, maybe, yes. Was the IHOP in the headquarters or was the IHOP was in the judge's way? Oh, the ju- in IHOP the was- neutral zone. In the neutral okay, zone. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to see Jason. Interdimensional hole of pancakes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really like that it was like the old Stalinist Russia meme in where the pancakes eat you. <laughs> right. Ah, yeah. Well, and another thing I thought of, Michael is now left with Sean and the other demons having been shown to be a traitor to the demons. But because Janet is still there, they might sort of have a little sort of caper where Janet rescues him. I don't know how much Janet can do on her own, though. Like, or does she have to be ordered by somebody to do... Mm-hmm. Like, she can do some on her own, but I feel like most of what we see Janet do, she's been told to do it even kind of what she had to go off and make Derek it was because Eleanor told her to go and have fun and come like get her groove back so I don't know Janet hasn't been discovered yet like again they all have to be kind of stupid to not see that she's not a bad Janet but since they haven't she is still free to operate under disguise for now but yeah I'm curious what will happen you know we have no idea what the judge who the judge will be right because we talked last time about our, our casting for that person oh and we were thinking we might see the judge at the very end of this episode but the surprise at the end mm-hmm. of this episode was just michael sacrificing himself so which is you know so good but it does mean the judge is entirely left till the next episode two episodes left is it just two at this point mm-hmm. uh-huh. okay yeah and we know the name of the last episode i i would have to look it up again to find out but for a while there. Wikipedia was only showing sort of a placeholder for that last name. And I think now we know it. But I've forgotten it again, so that's good. Because I don't actually want to know too much about what's coming up. (laughs) But, you know, what can happen next, right? Like, what can happen is they go before the judge and they plead their case. And again, I just have no idea what's going to happen after that. Will the judge just be like, yes, you've made your case. You got to be good. Will the judge be like, no, you you have to do something else to get ahead? Or... Well, they just say, no, you can't, you can't do it. I, I don't know. Are friends and Michael ever be back together? Or are we like saying goodbye to Michael <laughs> for now? It would make me very sad if we had no Ted Danson in the good place. <laughs> I think it's unlikely that they... I think he'll come back. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but... But now we do... So the, the question know. is how? 
The question is how they're going to get him back. And I don't know that either. What will the demons, well, we, we know, so remember the first season, they're like, well, if Michael fails, he will be split up into his component atoms. Each atom will be put on a separate sun to, you know, to burn throughout eternity. I think something like that, right, was going to happen to him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So When he would be retired. Right, when he's retired, right? So what will they do to him now? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I have to imagine that because they've gotten a third season pickup that season three might be the capper to the good place like possibly they have an end in sight it just seems like it would follow the path of they have one season in the bad place one season in a neutral place and one season in the good place like a novel but i if that's not the way it goes i don't know how this can go on for several more seasons (laughs) right well uh, i'm not gonna say it because um, Andrew doesn't want to know, but the name for the last episode is kind of telling. Well, thank you, Javier, for, for sparing my, my <laughs> sensibilities. <laughs> I mean, we still don't know, but it feels very spoilery. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't, I don't know. It could be spoilery. It could not mm. be. Half the time, it's just something that they say in the episode. So I'm looking at it. I could see it going lots of different ways. It was fun to see Dex Shepard and Kristen Bell together. That's always good. Yes, I enjoy watching them play together. He plays that type of character quite well, too. <laughs> yeah. Like a squeeze bag, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I would never have guessed that they were together if you hadn't pointed it out. So. Yeah, they've been married for a while now. A couple kids. <laughs> I like that Tahani sees Michael's pin to get to, to the portal and she immediately says, it's jewelry I don't have. I want to have the jewelry. Right. <laughs> yeah, Tahani gets some really great great lines in this one. I think uh, when another line I have down for her is when they were seeing the uh, the mannequins with them, she was saying, is that really what they think my hair looks like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although that actually, she actually did look good. I, I enjoyed our little glimpse into Mindy and Derek's time in the medium <laughs> place. I said, the, just the, those two, the actors do a great job even when you just hear their voices. <laughs> right, yeah. We don't even see them, right? You could hear the wind chimes from Derek <laughs> as he was like moving around. Well, I think even at some point Derek says, my wind chime likes you or my wind chimes like you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, Mindy was said something about doing coke off of him when they first interrupted, and so they they were obviously having a fun time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad they're enjoying themselves in the in the medium place. And we uh, got to see the the special effects budget. I think went to see Lance the demon slug thing that Michael yep. ran by in the hallway. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing when he was carrying those those coats until. I think Rachel, in your notes, you kind of explained it, um, that he got the pins from from those coats. I hadn't I hadn't gotten that the first mm-hmm. time through. I, I'm not quite sure where he got the suit jackets, like whether they were piled on people's mm. chairs or something. In that, I didn't notice that. I just noticed that he had them when he was running, and then the thing. Oh, and I, we didn't didn't mention the Transformers scented uh, body oh. spray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That smells as bad as the movie makes you feel, or whatever it was. Yeah, how do you smell loud and confusing? I think was the was the Eleanor quote. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, why was he why was he given that in the first place? I think I missed that in the in the 
the office scene with Sean and Michael. Did you just hand it to him? Yeah, came in. He's like, I think you need some acts, is what oh, he yeah. said. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the scene in Monsters, Inc. where they have odorant instead of deodorant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think, think that covers it for this time around. Um, and again, very, very fast-paced. Lots of stuff going on in this episode. And I think that, you know, it's been that way for the last couple of episodes. I think it'll probably be that way for the, for the next two. So we've got a bumpy ride ahead of us. Still lots of plot. Yeah, because yeah, we've got we've got to deal with the judge. All right, thanks, everybody. So thank thank you, Javier, for joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Rachel, thanks. Thanks, and thanks for the recap. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs> Sarah, thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time. <laughs>